Howdy, y'all. You've made it back to another episode of Basically Famous. We are so glad you're here. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Basically Famous Podcast. Now, here's your host, Tyler. Hey, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Basically Famous. We are so glad you're joining us. Today, we are joined by one of my dearest friends, Morgan Knight Davis. And Morgan and I met at Tarleton, and we've just stayed friends. And Morgan, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, first, I want to say thank you to the Basically Famous ladies for having me on the podcast. And just um, this has been a long time coming. I think the stars have finally aligned, but we've been working on this for a good bit now. Um, but yeah, a little bit about myself. I was born and raised in southern Louisiana, and I moved to Texas as fast as I could get here. Um I moved to Texas in 2005, so a good bit ago, um, but I've always like kept in connection um, with my people down in Louisiana. Um, we moved here actually when I was super young for my dad's job and came over and I fell in love with Texas and everything about it. And so graduated high school and decided to stay in Texas. Uh, my parents had actually about that time, like my, the middle of my college years, they moved back to Louisiana and I ended up staying as well as my middle brother. Um, and that's whenever I found Tarleton when kind of like the family split apart and everybody kind of went their separate ways. I found Tarleton and it was probably one of the scariest moments in my life, I would say, because I went to college off my freshman year and did not like it. And ended up moving back home and it just, it turned out to be like a total epic fail. Um, but really when the stars align and like God shows out, um, I ended up finding Tarleton and fell in love there. And I loved it so much. I ended up going twice. Um, my undergrad is in agriculture services and development um, with an emphasis in industries and agencies. And then my second time around, I took a couple of victory laps in my master's degree, but I finally finished up about a year ago. And so my master's is in agriculture and consumer resources. Um, yeah. And so I, a really fun story that I love to share with people is I thought I worked for a great company um, and made lots of money and did lots of awesome, fun, cool things with this amazing company. Um, but the downfall of that is I worked lots of hours. And so just recently, about six months ago, I stepped away from that company and decided to start ag teaching. Um, and so I have been an ag teacher in a little bitty small town. I think I have like 126 kids, like kindergarten through 12th grade um, at my little baby school. But um, I am currently teaching over in Sydney, Texas, and I am their only ag teacher over at Sydney ISD. Um, and I love it. Uh, it is definitely my niche and like where I belong and my heart is so happy and it was the greatest move for my family. Um, we made lots of sacrifices to get to this point. Um, but overall, I'd say eating dinner with my husband every single night and um, being home for most of the part on the weekends and just having my evenings to myself. Um, it is so worth it. Like greatest thing I could have ever done. So yeah, uh, outside of like my work life, I guess I didn't tell you guys, but I am married. Um, it's quite the adventure, not going to lie. Uh, Today happens to be your anniversary and you're spending it with me, which is so fitting to sum up 
our friendship <laughs> and everything that we're hanging out. So thanks for taking yeah. the time to be, meet with me today. You're welcome. Yes. So yes, today is my anniversary. We've been married two years today. Um, I can't believe I was telling Tyler, I can't believe I made it to this point because there were lots of times um, I would say in the last two years that I did not think I would ever make it to this day. And so, um, you know, things don't always, they're not dandelions and roses in marriage. You know, um, everybody has their perks. You're taking two imperfect people and putting them together to make a life and you've got to like learn to live with someone. And I'm a super strong, headstrong, independent individual. Um, and I'm set in my ways and I like, I'm very type A and a planner and an organizer. And uh, yeah, my husband runs a feedlot, rides horses and flies by the seat of his pants. <laughs> um, I love him dearly though. Love him so much. Um, and we live over in like the Dublin, Texas area. And we moved there right after we got married and we love Dublin. Um, and Dustin works for a feedlot called La Perla Feeders. Um, and he absolutely loves his job as well. He eats, sleeps, and breathes cows um, all day, every day, even in the middle of the night. Um, but we wouldn't trade our life for the world over in Dublin. It's super small, quaint. Um, we have the best neighbors. And, and yeah, I hope we can spend many future years over in Dublin. We love it. Well, how did you get involved in agriculture? Is it something you grew up in or you got to college and you were like, oh, this is kind of cool? Yeah, so I first like got kind of introduced into the agriculture world, like small bits and pieces along my whole life. Um, you know, Louisiana agriculture and Texas agriculture are definitely not the same. Um, you see crawfish fields and rice fields for miles over there. Um, anywhere and everywhere you look, um, there's crawfish and rice. And so when we moved over to Texas, um, I kind of got introduced in agriculture probably like around fifth grade. So we started showing livestock when I was in the fifth grade and kind of progressed through all the different animals that you could possibly have. Um, and then when I actually got into high school, I connected with my high school ag teacher. Um, and she was a main inspiration for me, like turning to go to college for agriculture. I was originally um, going to be a nurse. I thought like that was my route I was going to take. I really wanted to be a physician's assistant and be a nurse. And uh, now I'm an ag teacher. Uh, so I definitely would say that Beth Ramsdale, she is my, she was my high school ag teacher. She was a main inspiration for me. Um, she just like, she, I don't think had a whole lot of background, like in agriculture, kind of like me when growing up and that sort of thing. And she became a teacher and she's now like teaching elementary school. And so you never know, I might be a kindergarten teacher by the time I'm that. Um, but yeah, she was my main inspiration. And then I, once I got into college, like I decided to go to Tarleton. That's where like my love for it really grew because people think that agriculture is just like cows in a field and a tractor. Um, and there is so much more to agriculture than just cows. How do they say that? South cows and plows or whatever it is. <laughs> um, it's so much more than that. Like, it is a growing, massive, wide industry. And so, yeah, I was, I would say in my pre-ag teaching days at my previous job, 
um, we'll just say like I worked in the retail industry and I worked at a grocery store. I really don't want to give the name out, but, um, cause, but they're still a great company. They're a great company. But um, when I worked in the grocery store, I got to see like the consumer side of everything. So it was crazy. Like I got to see at home really um, when I was out with Dustin doing things out at either the feedlot or whenever we lived on a ranch, whatever it was, I got to see like the raw product side of it. Like I got to see the cows on the hooves in the field, them eating and all of that back work that goes into that. And then I got to see the consumer side of it. And so that was like super, super a unique experience because my favorite thing is when somebody was like dead set on organic or they were dead set on that antibiotic free Turkey last year at Thanksgiving. And just having that background knowledge was so nice to be able to connect that. Um, when I worked in the grocery store, um, it was super fun, but yeah, so I, growing up and getting involved in agriculture, Charlton is what really like set my heart on that and got me really interested in agriculture. And then I met my husband and it's all we do. That is all we do. <laughs> well, as an ag teacher and you teach at a one teacher program, which is less and less common these days, um, you have to have a super diverse skill set and knowledge and we've even talked about, you know, you had to teach welding when you first started and you were like, how am I going to do this? How have you diversified your knowledge and how have you figured out how to teach multiple different classes on multiple different subjects? Yeah. So when I took this job, they were like, oh yeah, FYI, you're teaching dual credit welding. And I was like, oh my gosh. Um, I called my husband and was like, hi, can I come out to the feedlot and watch you weld? Because um, I really need to like freshen up my skills. And he was like, what have you done? Like, you have no job security. He literally told me that multiple times that I had no job security. And I'm like, I got this. Um, so one, I would say kids have been my best friend on this. And then like, also, I hate to say it, but like YouTube, um, Google and YouTube, like really, really like, I bought a new welder, um, like a multi-matic, whatever, where I can do multiple different types of welding on and do all this stuff. And so when I got it, none of my kids had ever seen that before. And I had never seen that before. And so I got on Miller's website and watched some videos and like, it literally taught me how to piece it together, how to run my wire through it and how to start it up. It was the greatest thing ever. Um, so yeah, definitely use your resources always. Um, YouTube, Millermatic, you got it. Um, and then second, I would say like opening your ears and listening. That's like the biggest thing. Like my kids have taught me so much, um, especially in the shop. Um, not that my shop skills were terrible. I mean, maybe they were. Uh, I just had a dad like that I learned from um, and maybe a couple classes at Tarleton, but nothing like super in-depth. And so my kids taught me a ton and then parents too. Um, I got through my first county show, Tyler and I were talking about this, like before we started, but I got through my first county show. I ended it on Wednesday of last week. And something that was super huge at my school beforehand was pigs. Um, that's like all they showed was pigs. And I was like a goat and lamb gal and I had a heifer. And so, and then I had chickens at one point and that was the greatest project I'd ever had. Most profitable thing I'd ever done was my chicken poultry project. And so I'd kind of had that background knowledge. The one thing I never showed was a pig. 
And so last weekend I was in for a rude awakening. Um, but I am proud to say like I clipped my first pigs. Like I went and watched somebody clip pigs and then I came back to my school and clipped like a handful of pigs, like six or seven, nothing crazy. And then somebody else did the other part of that duty. And then when we were at the show, I just asked like tons of questions. Like that was huge. It was like, Hey, can you help me with, Hey, why do you do this? Um, and so just kind of like listening and taking notes and like mental notes on what was going on around me. So I was prepared in the future when I didn't have the help to get me through. And so I would say, um, YouTube has been great. And then my kids like teach me every single day and then definitely just like opening your ears and listening. And if you don't know the answer to something, like ask the question, because nine times out of 10, you're going to learn more from asking that question than trying to figure it out on your own. That's a great point. And you do so much in the ag teacher realm of things. What is your favorite thing you get to do? And what is probably your least favorite thing about it? Yeah. I would say my favorite thing um, about ag teaching is like, and it's not really not even ag teaching. It's really like as a person, uh, I get to love on kids every single day. Um, kids who sometimes don't have love at home, kids who really aren't as fortunate as some of us, like being a school teacher, I would say it's probably been like the most like emotional and mental challenging thing I've probably ever done because I grew up in a family. I was very fortunate. Um, I had parents that love me. I have grandparents that love me. Um, in-laws, everyone, like I never grew up in a home that I didn't experience that. And so a lot of my kids coming from a small school, um, they do have to, they don't get to experience like a whole bunch of love at home. And so my favorite part of my job is that I get to love on kids every single day um, and change their world. And we were talking, I was talking with a parent last week and they were like, you have probably one of the most impactful jobs that could like the most crucial jobs that can ever happen because this is like the make or break it point in a kid's life. Um, you teach them life, not necessarily a textbook. And it's true. Um, I'm super lucky as an ag teacher, I get to teach life. And if whatever's on my lesson plan isn't really what needs to happen that day, we just kind of scratch that, move that to a different day. Um, and we go and like today we were in a kitchen cooking today. Um, and it was so fun. Like definitely was not in my lesson plan. Um, but happy Monday, happy Martin Luther King day. We are, uh, going to cook today. And so we did, we like whipped out 600 pretzels in the kitchen and listened to music and danced around and got crazy. It was super fun and a great way to like kick off of our week. And so I would say that is probably, um, about being an ag teacher. What is your least favorite part of being an ag teacher? Yeah. Um, do I have a least favorite part? Yes, I do. Um, I would say the least favorite part about my job is not everybody loves agriculture the way that you do. Um, and it's like the sad reality of it, but in the, like in the retrospect of that, people don't realize like, and especially kids don't realize that agriculture is more like I was talking about earlier. It's more than cows and tractors. Um, there's so much to it. And so it's really just like showing kids 
that it's more than that and showing them what all it entails. And so I would say like the worst thing is really like not everybody shares the same love as you. Like there are things I am super passionate about and my kids will literally laugh at me for it. Like I make these weird noises when I get really excited. <laughs> um, and I'm just like, cause I'm just, man, I am on a high. Like I am so excited. I am like stoked. I am tweaking out on the fact that like, we're about to learn something new and it's something I'm super excited about. And these kids are like, what in the world? This is boring, but you just have to, say it's the worst thing (laughs) like Debbie Downers (laughs) so besides ag teaching you're the junior class sponsor right (laughs) yes so you get to do prom this year so I am excited for that I can't wait to hear about it and I know that everything you've done so far like you had to decorate the homecoming float like it was a 110 percent effort so I don't know what the other class sponsors at Sydney ISD got going on, but you're working hard to ensure that you're the best one. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so you talked about you've made this transition, you know, you pretty much worked in corporate America and you made a transition to being a teacher. And so in this time, what is something you live by and what has motivated you through all of this? Yeah. So even when I was in corporate America, I had this saying, um, and I think it's like anything you do, this applies to it. Um, life's a marathon, not a sprint. I had that like written everywhere. Uh, when I was in corporate America, I like basically went into a really like bad depression. It was bad. Like I was recognizing signs left and right. And Tyler knows my transition out of my last role, um, in the corporate world, it was like a long transition. I started actually a year ago, this coming Wednesday. So a long time ago, um, is when I decided that that was going to be like, not for me. And I was going to transition out of that role. Um, I was sacrificing way too much at home and you just have to pick what is important to you and you, if that is something you value, then that's something you value and you don't let down on it. And there are other things that can wait. Um, and you can like kind of forget about and put on the back burner. If it's something you value, then you just, you go for it. Um, and family is something that I value. Um, I cannot wait for the day that I get to be a mom. Actually, I can wait, but, (laughs) um, I can't wait because I'm not quite ready for that time yet, but I know that one day, like when I am a mom, I want to wake my kid up every day. I want to put them to bed every day. I want to eat dinner with them and I want to do fun things. Um, and in my last role, that was not something that I was getting to do. And I was never going to see that happen. Um, and I was never going to get to be the mom that I wanted to be or the wife that I wanted to be. And in all reality, like that was taking a toll on both Dustin and myself. Um, that role that I was in, I was sacrificing way too much. And like my marriage was getting put on the back burner. My friendships were being put on the back burner. It was bad. Um, and so then it was like affecting me. And so when I realized that it was time to transition out of that role, like I'd recognized that. And I did about a seven month ish, six month ish transition. I got my job now, like July 1st ish. Um, it kind of happened about that time. And so I would always tell myself, I'm like, okay, 
it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's not a race to see who gets the most money. It's not a race to see who has the biggest house. It's not a race to see who drives the nicest car, um, who takes the best vacations. It's not. Um, it's like really about what makes you happy. Um, and those kinds of things, like big things and happiness, like don't just happen overnight. Um, you have to make sacrifices. I lived on this motto. Um, and I think about it sometimes, like even in my day to day, whenever like life gets hard, um, when Dustin was in the oil field, I used this term. It was like short-term sacrifices lead to long-term opportunities. Uh, and I still think about that now to this day. And I think about that season of life that I was in then, um, in this season of life that we're in now, like how much has changed and like how much we've grown. And so right now my little motto is life's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, and it's not a race to see who gets there first. Uh, you just got to pace yourself and eventually like you'll get to where you want to be. And over time, your goals and ambitions and all of the things that you long for in life, they change. Like they're not always the same. Uh, you go through seasons. Like that's my word this year is seasons. And so, yeah, I would just say, know that it's not a race. Uh, when things happen, like they happen for a reason at that time. And it's all like God doing his work in your life. And so, yeah. I agree with that. And so much of my life, I feel like I'm like, I'm sprinting. I'm like, girl, it's a marathon. You got to slow down. Like, you know, even if we're just talking about Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo, like I'm going to be there 15 of the 23 days um, by the time it all shakes out. And I'm like, you're not staying for the concert after girl. You got to come back 14 more days. Come on, go home. And, and just realizing that and preserving my energy and my word in 22 was intentional. And so I really have tried to be a lot more intentional with my time and energy and efforts and where I'm putting them. So I love that. Kind of blending into that question is what is some advice you would have given your younger self? I almost would say that life's a sprint or life's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, I would say some advice that I would give my younger self. If you're not happy, go find something else. Like if you aren't happy with what you're doing, they always say like, if you're in a relationship, there's like other fish in the sea or whatever. However, they say that I'm so far out of that world. Uh, <laughs> but like, if you're not happy, find something that makes you happy. Life is way too short to do something that you are just miserable with. Um, and so, yeah, I would say the one thing, like if I was younger in my younger days, um, I would say that if you're not happy, hop off that train and get on another one. So something I ask all the guests on the podcast, it's my standing question and it's, everybody's favorite question when they hear about it, but it's their least favorite when I ask it on the podcast is if you had a billboard, what would be on it and why? This isn't like PG or anything like that, but uh, I'm pretty sure you know what's about to come out of my mouth. Um, come on. Like this is a given for me. Tyler's got me this little phrase, acronym, whatever we want to call this thing. Um, we actually had it like written across our shirts at my bachelorette party. Like that's how much I love it. Um, but 
babe is our little saying and uh you can like just think like bad blank blank every day um in the nicest way possible uh if we're just gonna be nice and use kind words on here um but yeah like I think about that all the time like when life gets hard and I'm like I can't do this anymore um because that happens a lot like I can get up in my head real quick and it'll just wear me down and wear me down and then I just turn into this emotional train wreck um but I always think like come on you're a bad b let's like get it together you're a babe <laughs> yes, that. I can do this um and I just give myself these little like pep talks um because some days I just don't think I can go any farther I'm like but then I look back and I'm like man I've come this far I've made it to this day like we we're just talking about how I made it to two years married and I honestly don't know how I got here um and there were some days I didn't think we would get here um but we did like conquer perseverance pray that's all I can say is just pray it out um turn on some worship music let Jesus get in your spirit a little bit and just move forward and just remember um you are a babe Well, I love that. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate it.